Welcome to Egg Foo What, the first and only podcast about people eating stuff. I'm Mike Lisk. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Wilson. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Egg Foo What. Well, you sounded like you were throwing it over to me on uh, early days of Monday Night Football there. That's that's where I'm Greg going. Wilson. Yeah. Trying to be a little more professional. Trying does, to, you know. does growling make it more professional? <laughs> I, I mean, trying, I like it. Trying, trying. Uh, our uh, analytics man? have been good lately, so I want to. Oh, good. Try. <laughs> the analytics team has been sending the reports that we. Yes, requested. I've been getting reports from the analytics team. Nice. Uh, marketing team is is saying uh, the marketing team. The marketing Are they presenting team. a nice PowerPoint of all the numbers we're putting up? Stuff is happening. We Has got there a been new a call? logo. Has got there a new been a call logo from the government. Yeah, asking us for money because we must be so successful because of the numbers the data team is giving us. Yes, got a new logo from Jeff Owens. He's done a lot of artwork for the best show, and he uh, graciously uh, did a logo for us. Um, the uh, theme song. I just looked at the final results. Yeah, and it's a it's a dead heat. Um, it's a tie it, <laughs> between. Let, let me see if I, let me double check this number. Hold on, we got a for over two forty forty eight hours <laughs> with your eleven thousand followers. Uh-huh, yeah, and I use that term strictly. Loosely. Yeah, now they're, they're bots. Know. Most of them are bots. What do you mean most of them are bots? Yeah. Let's say nine thousand. Okay. And for this poll, we got a whopping how many votes? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. this way, if votes were years, our poll could finally drink a beer. Uh-huh. 21. <laughs> 20. Uh-huh. Vent a on, as they say in Paris. 21 votes delivered by your people. Yeah. One of them was probably mine. I don't remember if I voted, but I probably did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you can vote in your own poll. I've done a, enough of these silly polls that uh, I'm pretty sure you can't. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. All so right. you want to you want to be the tiebreaker? You can be the tiebreaker. Okay. Well, that makes it even more meaningful then. Uh-huh. Out of eleven thousand people, twenty-one <laughs> voted. <laughs> a minute ago, I was worried it was only twenty, but if mine didn't count, then twenty-one's the real number. Wow. Yeah. Not great. Not great. No. And what other two do we? Well, some people wanted to vote for the uh, the listeners uh, theme. Yeah, so I saw your your version of some people. <laughs> your version of some people means someone. I think there was I think there was three altogether. Oh, three! Be- because the the now. initial three. the the initial objection got a couple likes, so mm-hmm. I counted those as oh. they would have liked that theme too. Okay, um, so that's three for that. <laughs> A whopping 21 for anything else, two of which are tied. Let's, uh-huh. shall we see what those two are? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It was song two, theme two. That's a good one. And theme five, which I, I kind of zeroed in as five. I was a five, I think, in the early weeks. Uh, last week when you Next presented it. Theme song? Yeah. All right, let's. Then let's play. Uh, oh, wait a minute. There is no song five. There's f- well, you threw out the one that four. was uh, you, you could have gotten sued for. I pulled. I pulled the reckless Eric one. Yeah, and I didn't change it to 
I listed as one, two, four, five. I assume they mean one, two, three, four. Okay. All right, so let's play two and four then to see who the, who we think the winner should be. Okay. All right, here we go. This is song number two, titled Egg Foo What? Theme song two. Let's get together. Nah, fuck that. I'm taking that song. That's going to be a great song. I'm taking that back for myself. Uh, that's a great one. That's going to be my, that's going to be my Hey Jude. Uh, so I'm taking that one back. So let's see what the winner is. Egg for one with Greg and Mike and you. Egg for one, we'll eat for two. Egg for one with Mike and Greg and you. Egg for one, we'll eat. Everything but chow mein. Fuck chow mein. We hate chow mein. Chow mein was gross. Chow mein should die. All right. I can live with that. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's good. It's it, I thought it was the funniest. Um, I'm, I'm listening to it now. I was wondering, you know, since you're a uh, sound tech wizard. Thank you. Um, That's nice of you to say. If, uh, if I sent you a vocal... Could we possibly have a duet? Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure that if you sent me a vocal, I could find a way to make that work. Well, okay. well, the, the idea is to have somebody actually record this. Yeah. Um. So now we have to. Now that we have the winner, we got to put it out there. Is somebody willing to record this? Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to do that before or after. You include your bit. But uh, I'm happy with this winner, to be honest. Yeah, no, I I like it. It's I, it's uh... it's funny. It it we get across our hatred for Chow Mein and what it did to us. Uh huh. And uh, and your name comes <laughs> first, so your people will be, you know, <laughs> maybe they'll stand down. Uh huh. If I had said my name first, uh -huh. it would have been a problem. Uh huh. Um. Well, it is alphabetically, you know. Less comes before Wilson, but but we say Mike and Greg. <laughs> yeah, no, nice one. In, in what in what uh, institution do they go by your first name before your last name? What uh... every institution? What do you mean institution? What are you in prison? <laughs> I'm talking about down at the, the is DMV, it, is this be a, down uh, at the DMV. You know, I was going to say courthouse. the DMV. Is this going to be back when you back when you were knee deep in the shit back in Nam and nobody remembered your first name is always list list yeah. you know list well That's well our duty list what are these pancakes this I'll simplify it uh, homeroom in high school were you in with the G's or were you in with the W's the W's yeah okay yeah. there you go all right all right okay <laughs> hey, you got yeah. me. You yeah. got me. Yeah. You got me. All uh, right. I, I want to congratulate you on uh, your team, the Yankees, advancing oh. to the next round. Oh, that's nice. I know yeah. that wasn't easy to say. <laughs> I could see, You tweeted so much about it. I'm like, are you watching this game? You of know? course I'm watching it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I watch other teams. I'm actually, at, at this point, I'm because I, I despise the other teams involved. Pretty much, so mm -hmm. I'm rooting for the Yankees to play the Phillies, mm -hmm. which will be right in my neighborhood. New Jersey's right in between. 
And so it's sort of a local game. And they played each other before, right? I mean, didn't, didn't the Yankees beat the, the last the time? Before? Yeah, the last time the Yankees won. What that was, was the that? last time they won. Wow. Okay. So that, that'd be a nice little uh, echo sure. of their, their last championship. So that's, sure. yeah, that's who I'm rooting for. The, the San Diego, I mean, they, they were impressive against the Mets. Just some of those players I just do not like, the, you know. Well, they beat the Dodgers. Yeah, no, they did. You know, I, I'm I'm saying they're they're doing impressively in the playoffs. I don't know how many games they won. I mean that. Uh, I mean I know L.A. is you know had what that, 111 won, wins or something in that division. I think they won 88 or 89. But they only had 88 wins. Wow. Okay. Well, the same as uh, I think Atlanta last year came crawling into the playoffs, only uh-huh. winning 88 or something. Um, they made that great late trade though with uh the yeah. nationals right they got soto i don't know we're not talking about the yankees anymore and that <laughs> kind of well, no when, one when, thing I, that... when i think of the padres i think of two things uh tony gwen r.i.p uh and mcdonald's um and don't make a joke about how most things make me think of mcdonald's uh ray crock owned the padres back in the day uh, and I think back in 84, when they made that run in the World Series, he died. So they all had patches, they'll tell you. I think that's why I think I remember him uh, owning the Padres. I mean, what's more American than Tony Gwynn and McDonald's? So if you're rooting against the Padres at this moment, you're rooting against America. So in the NL, rooting against the Yankees would also be rooting against America. Yeah, I, I noticed that in your uh, sort of jump on the bandwagon fandom, uh-huh. I mean, I don't. I mean, I think you became a Cowboys fan much earlier. Is that true? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, I'll give you credit for the being a, a cowboy, a lifetime Cowboys fan. Thank uh, you. Already marking that off my to-do list. Get credit. For <laughs> yeah. Cowboys you're, fan. You're, you're clearly a Yankees 80s. bandwagon fan. Uh-huh. You, you jumped on just at the right moment. Uh huh. You know, so I think. What, what, what have I told you a thousand times? <laughs> I happened to walk in. I moved uh-huh. to Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. I walked right into the middle of the dynasty, January of 98. I couldn't help it. If I'd moved to Minneapolis, I'd be a Twins fan. Uh-huh. I didn't know you could watch a team every night. Yeah. And I fell in love. Yeah. That was 1998. Can we still say bandwagon? Yeah. It's been 13 years since they won the World Series. <laughs> I mean, I don't even call myself a Cowboys fan anymore. I don't really care. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't care watch football. They haven't won a, they've what one, one playoff game in thirty years. So th- these bandwagons, they left me a long time ago. Uh-huh. I I actually made a point of going out Sunday night. I think I was thinking you know it would be a, a nice, uh, a rare confluence of Yankee fans, Cowboys fans. You know I know from working. Uh, in bars in in Bayonne, certain uh, sporting events would bring draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I you know my local establishment down here uh, didn't draw much of a crowd. I mean, there were a handful of Cowboys fans, very subdued. Uh, they got their asses handed to them, mm-hmm. so they didn't have much to cheer about. Uh, so there was a little grumbling from them. Uh, the Yankees won. Uh, surprisingly, not that many Yankees fans out. But I guess Sunday night, you know, uh, real people have to work real jobs. And mm-hmm. I'm in some sort of limbo state where I can uh, 
go out on a Sunday night. Right. Hey, they took um, care of business. Now they got to play the cheaters, the Astros, who I hated before they were accused of cheating. I yeah, there's be, something about that team I, I, I dislike as well. I hated them before any of that nonsense started. Uh-huh. So, so uh, that starts tonight. I, I'm rooting for the Yankees. and uh, Thanks, buddy. I hope you... Uh, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I am happy about uh is uh in cold blood. Okay. Happy? Is that the word? I yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean I'm sorry it happened to these nice uh, yeah. people. What do yeah. you want to say? Yeah. Uh spoiler alert. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh I I was gonna pace it so I was I would finish it like close for Halloween, but I kind of can't put it down and I've been burning through it. Mm-hmm. I'm about I don't know, hundred pages left or eighty pages left or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to say, uh, I'm glad you asked. You suggested picking it back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, delightful read. Uh, <laughs> again, delightful. I don't, is that the word? Well, I, I think when I presented it to you, I thought it was one of the most terrifying books I ever read. Terrifying, which yeah, is that, a I, to I, read. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm talking about. I don't know if you've gotten there, but. Uh, this this description of the uh, the murders themselves were to me one of the horror. I mean, I mean, it's great writing because it's you're completely terrified as as the uh, victims must have been. Um, so it's very effective. Uh, that's why I su- that's why I suggested it because <laughs> I, I've never found writing as terrifying as that. You know. Yeah. And I went on. I went on a true crime kick, probably around the time I read that. This is would be like sort of the early nineties, late eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what got in my head. I, I, you know, this was after my brother died, and I was reading, you know, anything with the word death in the title. So I was, I was, <laughs> I, I, it took me all over the place. I was reading uh, the Denial of Death, which is a great book. Life Against mm-hmm. Death is a great book. Death in a Family. Have you ever read that book, James no. Agee? Oh, man. That should be your next book. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, that's a great book. But then I went on a, a true crime kick. And you said you're not a true con- crime person. But there's a Ann Rule. I don't know if you know that name. She was she was sort of the queen of this stuff. Um, her big book, she actually knew... Um, what's his name? I'm blanking out here. Uh, the guy who killed all the women in Florida, um, well, all over the country. Um, Florida, Dahmer. No, no, no. Uh, why am I blanking out? They electrocuted him in Florida. Um, oh, this is terrible. Well, I don't know, but I know they used to call the electric chair there old Smokey. Uh huh. So. Well, she wrote the book about him. Let me just, this is this is bothering me now. This is piss poor, Mike. I mean, yeah, I know. It's poor form. I mean, but I've reached that age it. now where, you know, I forget stuff. I forget names in particular. Well, well let's, uh, hope, let's hope everybody forgets the last couple of minutes of this. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and edit it. Uh, yeah, that, that I'd pay to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ted Bundy. Well, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't remember his name. And Ann Rule actually worked with him. So she knew this guy mm-hmm. uh, before, you know, um, 
I don't. Well, maybe was it was it during something? May I mean no, those those murders stretched out over may, several years, so I forget where she she came across him, but she actually knew him, which was kind of eerie, mm-hmm. considering you know all she wrote about was uh, serial killers and murders and stuff. Uh, I read uh, Fatal Vision, uh, Joe McGinnis. That's uh, about uh, Jeffrey McDonald. The military doctor, you know that story, right? Mm-hmm. Killed his family. Uh-huh. That's 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 a good. I mean, if you, you're looking for the true crime books, that was a good one. Well, I'm not, but no, <laughs> but <laughs> just throwing it out there for the audience. Right. Very good. Very yeah. nice. If, yeah. If, this is a, this is probably the only. Well, that's not true. Uh, I think of this as more true crime. That I would equate like TV with. I, this is like I I do like the way he propels the narrative like along. Uh, kind of uh, the best the best nonfiction book I've read in twenty years or so was Manhunt, the John Wilkes Booth one. You know I have that book. I haven't haven't started reading it, but it, yeah, uh, I, I think I picked that up after you wrote about it. Fantastic. He does. It's amazing. They, they have you walking along, running along with Booth, the way the narrative just propulses, propels forward, uh, which I have a sense this book is doing. It wants to nudge you along here, then mm-hmm. nudge you along here, nudge you along there. Um, yeah, fantastic. But I did have some questions. Uh huh. I thought I spent the first like 100 pages. I thought the two, the two guys were gay. Mm hmm. Am I crazy? Am I wrong? Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess they're not. Uh, that may be where Truman Capote, his perspective may sort of distort things somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was criticism uh, about how close he got to uh, one of the killers. Uh, mm-hmm. Perry, is that his name? Uh, Perry and Dick, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was some criticism there. Uh it's it's uh I, I guess a person can't completely be objective when they're writing things you know uh particularly yeah. when he's gotten to know them um you know i don't know if it was me just because like one of them kept or both of them kept calling each other honey mm-hmm. which i you know i, yeah. I don't want to be mr you know tough dude but i've never called a guy honey uh-huh. so i just assume and and they had been in prison so mm-hmm. uh, yeah so yeah i don't I, I remember they were yeah a couple no i and i don't remember like that getting that impression when i read it but um you know then i read about it afterwards also, what's that no i'm just saying I, I i didn't get that impression when i read it um really? but uh like i said i read about it afterwards that he was criticizing criticized for getting very close to one particular uh okay. killer um and the another thing is remember the scene where they pick up the little the 12 year old boy and his grandfather mm-hmm. what happened to that kid that seemed like he must have been made up because it seemed like the most precocious world weary 12 year old boy like he seems to be in on what they're doing, and when they stop, he's like, "Let me talk, fellas." Uh huh. And when they're like, "All right, you guys got to go now," this twelve-year-old boy senses that yeah, he better leave because some weird shit's gonna happen. Who is this kid? There's you know he would have only he'd only be seventy-four uh-huh. today. 
Who is he? And can you, Mike Lisp, get him on Egfu What <laughs> by next Wednesday? Well, a name, I guess, is not given. I yeah, I, I don't remember this particular. Come the excuses. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. No name is used in the book. The author is dead. Um, I think there's a lot of dead ends here. Um, I think. Do you think he made that up? It's possible. I think. I think it may have also been criticized for being somewhat, you know, walking a fine line between uh, truth and fiction. Yeah, I think that's another one of the criticisms. That you don't. That's why I can never get into like you like historical fiction. I don't like a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. Um, yeah, it's it's confusing when they. Yeah, it's like okay. And and what do you think? Or when didn't you think there's going to be more when they started talking about the boyfriend Bobby? I seem to be spending a little bit of time with Nancy's best friend. What's her name? Susan. Yeah, it starts with an S. I, mean, I have the book next to me. I could open it up. Uh-huh. But not, who's got time for that? Uh, she seemed to be there for him to, you know, put his shoulder on in his time of need. If you're getting what I'm saying, yeah, a sixteen-year-old I... boy. But then after, then after like a month, there uh, it just is like yeah, all of a sudden, and they just stopped hanging out with each other. Mm-hmm. What do you think happened? Yeah, these details are too far away from me. I mean, I, I read this book probably thirty years ago. Well, well you're you're in luck because those are the details. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm 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 boyfriend I'm, of the girl. I'm I'm murdered. Interested on your take, Solace and yeah. his her friend. Uh, uh, and then after like a month, suddenly they were like, oh, you know, they they, they don't hang out anymore, and and then. Capote's like, oh, it's because, I don't know, they saw it only hurt them more to remind each other of her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what do you think they were doing in that month before suddenly they thought, gee, this isn't great? Yeah, well, I think that was those were pretty conservative times. So I, I'm going to say that there probably wasn't much happening. Hmm. That's disappointing. <laughs> I would attract. I would attract this Bobby guy down too, and be like, "Come uh-huh. on, what, uh-huh. what happened in that month?" I you mean, I, I believe nobody's blaming him. Hey, yeah. this happened. Terrible tragedy. You need a little solace. The only recent update I I, I did Google uh, when we started talking about this, the house is still intact, um, okay. which is surprising. Uh, I was just talking last night. Uh, my buddy, uh, you know, I'm Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he talked about the first time he read it, he had happened to be driving through Kansas. So he's like, oh, I'll listen to In Cold Blood or whatever. I don't know who read it. Uh, and he was listening to it driving up that long driveway to the clutter house. Yeah, uh, it's he, not on a main road. You yeah. sort of have to go off uh, the road okay. there. And, and so like you, you're only going down this road to see the house. Yeah, it's yeah. not a thoroughfare. And he said it just happened to time it with like when they were talking when he was going in the description of the murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at midnight. He's driving up that road. These creepy trees everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I guess somebody must live at that house. Just like every fucking two years, what do you read about? You read about the uh, 
Oh, horror house is up for sale again. Uh-huh. Yeah. How many times is somebody going to buy this? Mm-hmm. So somebody must have bought it, don't you think? It sounds like an amazing house based on the description. Well, the the two surviving daughters, I mean, there there were two older daughters who weren't at the house at the time. Right. Uh, I think they're still alive, I believe. Oh, really? um, so there's a, you can Google it and find out. I mean, uh, I think friends of theirs bought the house and had it for many years. Uh, they were friends of the family. Uh, so it wasn't some weirdo, you know. But but they actually sort of at one point they sort of fell on hard times and actually were giving tours because mm -hmm. and as annoying as it is, people were always coming to the house. Right. Might as well make it get a couple of shots. So, yeah. So that's what they did. But then I guess it was getting too popular. And then the town kind of cl clamped down on it, saying you're you're not uh, this isn't a business uh, zone. You can't do business. <laughs> Mm -hmm. here so they clamped down on it but uh, -huh. uh they got older and then uh there, there are new owners there um and yeah it's it's just it's a little weird yeah that's the um, dream that's that should be our dream uh for this podcast to become too big so much that it annoys our real fans our true fans like in the beginning when a band <laughs> makes that leap to that third album <laughs> and all their fans who had been there in the beginning are furious uh -huh. that that's that's the goal for this yeah become so big we just enrage everybody uh quote unquote left behind even then even though podcast has no physical space at all yeah that's all yeah so, but i am thoroughly enjoying this book i'm, I'm glad you uh brought it back to my attention yeah, I'm I'm feeling the same way about Frankenstein. I'm I'm sort of in a home stretch with that. Mm -hmm. Um and I I saw you reposted something from your blog last year when you read it. Um oh, you, yeah, said, yeah. you you were feeling and I understand it and and unless you've read the book it doesn't make any sense. You you right. you said you felt like you were re relating to the monster. Yes. Yeah, if you read the book, it's a painfully beautiful, uh, which I think is how people would describe me. <laughs> painfully beautiful. Uh, this uh -huh. creature just wants some sort of connection. Yeah, uh, but he can't have it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I, I, I think I, a lot of people can. Yeah, I was going to say I don't. I don't think I uh, have a monopoly on that feeling. No. But, but that's probably the most I've ever felt a personal connection to with a monster. A character. I was going to say character. You said monster. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. so. But but I, I I'll describe since it's fresh in my mind. You're, you're you're mainly talking about there's a long section where you're actually getting the story from the monster's per perspective. Mm -hmm. He narrates what happened after he was created. He runs off. His uh, creator, Victor uh, Frankenstein, he runs off, and uh, the monster eventually tracks down Victor, and he tells him about what happened in the meantime. And it's, uh, as you say, very touching, because at a certain point, he's he's living outside this cottage. He's living like in a hovel, but he's mm -hmm. observing this family. It's an old man and his his two children. And then uh, uh, a sort of 
uh, other person, the Arabian, which is a little weird. Uh, yeah. They call her the Arabian shows up and uh, she joins them. But he's learning how to speak again. It explains, you know, that he was he didn't know what his origins were. He, he knows he looks hideous. He can see his reflection in water. Um, and he, he had a bad reaction. Somebody uh, reacted to him. Um, so it is touching as he's trying to become more human, mm -hmm. learn how to speak. He's uh, sort of lingering outside this cottage and he's learning how to speak again. He becomes very articulate, which mm -hmm. if you watch the movie, it's like, what? You know, it's like, yeah. wait a second. This yeah, the is, movie, you know, the movie had nothing. I know. Yeah. yeah. There's no Igor. And I think anybody who's yeah. seen the movie and they want to read the book. Where's Igor? Where's Igor? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> There's no Igor in the book. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully, yeah. you can you can love Young Frankenstein and yeah. the book Frankenstein. But if you try to watch "quote unquote" real Frankenstein after reading the book, you're going to be a little disappointed. It's, I think it's. I'm curious that they even could say that it was based on the book because it's yeah. it's, it's totally I mean, different. You, you, yeah, you get a big dumb monster in a nice sport coat, and then you know, boom, that's a movie right there. Back then, what are you talking? You know, what? what but anyway, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you, you, the monster in the book is very articulate. You you sort of sympathize with his plight. Um, I'm you know, with my current circumstances, you know, life just keeps coming at me. I can't catch a break. So I'm now I'm in like one of the most stressful situations I've ever been in. You know, as a caregiver to my father now. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I've ever really had day-to-day -day stress like this in my life. It's just really mm -hmm. nonstop. So I'm reading this story and I'm thinking, you know, this isn't so bad. You know, I mean, this is even before he, he you know, he makes the effort. I like, I wish I had a hovel I can go to and just live outside of it. Now, now you're wishing you were Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I'm re yeah. reading in cold blood, I cannot say there's any characters I wish I was <laughs> in that one. So you know he's he's got a, a sort of a routine for a while. It doesn't seem very stressful. He you know he sort of gathers up firewood for the family. It, it, you know during the night when he's he's roaming the woods to uh, gather his berries and nuts that he lives off of. So let and, me. I'm sorry. Let me let me get this. If you and to kill a mockingbird, if you had to choose between being Atticus Finch and Boo Radley, <laughs> you'd pick Boo Radley. I've never, I've never in a read... house somewhere. He's in the basement. He probably yeah. gets like, some saltines delivered to him three times a day. Doesn't I've never read nobody. that book. I, believe it or not, I've, I've never read that book. What? I mean, I've seen the movie. I felt like I felt I you felt like read to kill a mockingbird. No, no, it wasn't taught oh, in my. my... It wasn't taught in my school, so I I, I didn't read it. Where nothing most was taught in my school. What? Nothing was taught in my school. Oh, okay. Still read right. to kill a mockingbird. You didn't have to read oh. books in school. Yeah, but okay. I mean, I, I also read them since. <laughs> no, but um, I I saw the movie and I felt like that's a story that, you know, I I get it. You know, I I think the movie was pretty good. I don't you're saying the book is is worth reading beyond the movie. I have it. I have a copy of it. Uh, the the movie, I will say I I've always thought to kill a mockingbird is the best matchup of an A plus book 
with an A plus movie. Okay. But I have to be honest here, young Michael. Mm-hmm. I you're someone I look up to when it comes to books. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though you read a lot of dumb shit, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I am shocked. You have never read *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Yeah, I mean, I when I say like... I'm shocked at that, uh-huh. you should take it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people, close friends of mine, if they said, yeah, I never read The Killer Mockingbird, I'd probably say, yeah, no shit. Uh-huh. Uh, with you, I'm a little surprised. That's uh-huh. all. Now, my my reasoning was that I, uh, th- I thought the movie was good, but I felt like, I, I felt like, yeah, I don't need to really go through that story again. Because back when you were a kid, they didn't make you read it in school. Yeah. Well, that, okay. was, one, that was one thing. Well, one one of the books we was on our book list in school was Terry Bradshaw, Man of Steel. Are you kidding me? So this was the Palace of Academe <laughs> I was at. Yet somehow I managed to read. <laughs> Wait a second, Kelly Mockingbird. You had to read a Terry. You had to read a Terry Bradshaw. This was an English class. Didn't have to, but we had a book list. Uh huh. And that was on. I don't know, twenty or thirty books. You had to you had to pick, like once every six weeks, you'd pick one, and then there was a test or something. Uh huh. And one of them was Terry Bradshaw, Man of Steel. There's one about Tony Dorsett. This was back in the 80s, I guess. It was all Steelers and Cowboys. Um, yeah, so that's that's the quality academia I was presented with. And I still managed to read To Kill Mockingbird. I cannot express to you enough that you should read it. And, you'd, and I think you'd love it, to be honest. I, I have a copy. Um... I have a feeling this has been one of those things that have Throughout life, you've kept hidden. You've been a little no, no, not at all. A little embarrassed. You know that at the wrong dinner party, if that comes out, be a little weird. No, I know it's it's taught to a lot of people that a lot of people have read it. Uh, a lot of people love it. You seem hung um, up on the fact that you weren't made to read it. But here's the weird thing, though: you're on record on this this particular broadcast. Oh, okay, officer. <laughs> that you. <laughs> You you hate you hate southern fiction. I so did. how how did this one how did yes. this one fly under the Greg Wilson I hate southern good, fiction? Good question, Nicholas. That should tell you how good of a book it is. Uh-huh. I shouldn't say that I'm not an arbiter of what's good or not good, but what I like. Uh, it's a southern, but I wouldn't say it's not like. Uh, I mean, it has some southern. It's obviously it's southern, and but it's not like. You draw a wealthy where every other page is like, oh, here's, a, here's another wacky uncle. He's drinking the brown liquor at the wedding and dumping tuna fish on, you know, another wacky uncle. No, no, none of How that. How about Faulkner, though? You you don't like Faulkner? Nobody likes Faulkner. Nobody I, reads Faulkner. Those who have read Faulkner other than as L.A. Dying. Well, that's that's a great one. Kid. That's a great one. As L.A. Dying? Yeah. yeah. That's that's okay. Anyone okay. who tells you they're reading any other Faulkner's lying. Uh-huh. Well, no, I, I've read the big four of Faulkner are uh, As I Lay Dying, uh, The Sound and the Fury, Absalom, Absalom, and Light in August, mm-hmm. which I've read those four. And I, I've actually what, read... What did, just, what did I just say? I said Light in August? No, As I Lay Dying. Yeah, you said okay. As I Lay Dying, which uh, which I think that's my favorite. You know, as I lay dying, I think is a great well, that's one. That's the one that's the most accessible, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we did actually have to read that in eleventh grade, which, looking back, makes no sense. I mean, if I was one of the smart, oh, that's kids, a tough read. Yeah, 
if I'm one of the smart kids, I got news for you how well this class did with As I Lay Dying. Uh, so that seems to be the most accessible. But, I had yeah. A, yeah, I had to read three books that I couldn't appreciate in high school. Uh, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Mm -hmm. um, the Scarlet Letter. Uh, Madame Bovary, which just wow. looking back on it, it's like this teacher, the, the teacher who taught that. I mean, you know, bless her heart. She was she was a very nice person. But I mean, you have to think, consider your audience. You know, I mean, what well, what, that's what the high school kids know about adultery? I mean, well, that's well, that's what I always say about I mean, like the grapes of wrath, like. Uh -huh. Every high school kid has to read it. It's probably wasted on 99% of high school kids. Yeah, I, like I most, didn't, I didn't like have to read no that in high school. It, there's no way you read it in high school and then read read it again after, you know, been out in the real world, knocking around, getting your ass handed to you for a couple of years. Uh, there's no way you read that. And it's not totally different the second time. Just like, and we've said this before. You read Catcher in the Rye in high school, you think he's a hero. You read it as an adult, you're like, oh, this is a little shit. You know, uh -huh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm a little, I get a little sad thinking about, you know, great books that are taught in high school that, that, that you don't go back and reread later on where they can have a real effect on you. Yeah, the great, the, the great Gatsby was like that for me. We had to read that in high school. Yeah. Uh, read it later and I appreciated it much more. I didn't have to read The Grapes of Wrath in high school, but read it later. I thought mm -hmm. it was great. You yeah. know, the movie's great. That's another one where the movie's probably right up there. Uh, Slaughterhouse-Five, which is taught in a lot of schools. I, I, I like that book. I think Kurt Vonnegut is on the record saying that he thought the movie was better than the book. <laughs> I, I don't because like... it go, it, it could, it's more easily to go back and forth in time, and it, yeah, it's not like... as jarring. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like any of that dystopian stuff uh -huh. that he does. Like Don. Well, Lewis. that wasn't dystopian. That was, you yeah. know, his real experiences in World War II, and sort of dealing with that. I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I did love that he showed up in uh, Back to School. So he'll always take uh -huh. credit. For that. <laughs> but uh, that's that, right. That, that's that up, right? that's the high point for Kurt Vonnegut with with you. Yes. Never read any of that. You weren't exposed to that when you were young. He's very popular for young people. I read, I read, I read Slaughterhouse Five. Didn't like it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe to to my point. Maybe I need to go back and reread it now. Yeah, I think you would like it. Cat's uh, Cradle. Probably. Cat's Cradle is a great one. Yeah, the Sirens of Titan is yeah, more science fictiony. I'm not reading all of them. <laughs> no, no, but I'm I'm giving you three. All those right. those three. Those three are uh, the tops. Right. He fell off, though. I mean, I was sort of a fan as he was, you know, still writing. And um, the book where it fell off for me, uh, I can't think of which one came first, Slapstick or Jailbird. It was around that that period, I think, early 80s. Uh, but, yeah, they just got too sort of uh, gimmicky, jokey. And yeah, it, it just sort of lost something. But those three books I, I mentioned are definitely worth checking out. Okay. okay. You, well, you pinned me down and made me read In Cold Blood, and I'm loving that. So uh -huh. it's hard for me to say F you 
to your next uh, <laughs> suggestion. Much well, no, as I, I want to. Uh, sorry, I mean, I'll... I mean, the only one. Well, you sort of came around. I've I've recommended three books. I think at this point that that you've pretty much loved. I think you, you said you didn't like Sister Carrie that that much, but then you came around to it in the end. Yeah. An American tra tragedy. I I, I, lo I loved American tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Sister Carrie took me the last hundred pages. Yeah. But that, yeah. All right. I'm not going to steer you wrong, Greg. No, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know now with this new information about To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh -huh. Wow. I would I would have listed a hundred people who hadn't read To Kill a Mockingbird in my mind before I got to you. Okay. Well, I'm going to read it now after Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. We'll continue our book chat as I go through that. All right. And uh, meanwhile, what is this week's dish? I don't know. I think we put people to sleep with all the book talks. <laughs> well, I don't think there's too many other podcasts that go in depth with books because nobody reads anymore. We're in the uh, well, subliterate sub uh, era. Yeah, you know? They're not going to start reading after this. No, they're not. <laughs> because but we did have, uh, People we did. have Netflix, you know, when, when you can watch a 10-hour series on Jeffrey Dahmer. Why would you want to read a book? Are, are we making a are we getting are we making a point here? Are we doing a social? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to get the zingers. I got to get the zingers in. here, Michael. I got to get the zingers in. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But uh, yeah, we we ate for our dish this week. <laughs> Chicken nuggets and fried rice <laughs> from the children's menu. And I was delighted. <laughs> This was fantastic. Uh-huh. No goop. About, I've said it before. There's something about the Chinese. They can make the hell out, out of a chicken nugget. <laughs> I've never been let down. I even was... Uh, they say McNugget. I don't even say a word to that. Thank you. Uh -huh. I enjoy them. I, uh, well, you went with the pork fried rice, I'm assuming? What does that mean? <laughs> because I know you didn't go for the, the house special fried rice. Yeah, I did. I did the pork fried rice. Okay, was there a combo? Because uh, my place had a combo with the nuggets and the and the pork fried rice. Did you have a special deal? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't think to ask. <laughs> All right, we should we should give ourselves a a price limit, uh, like eleven dollars, and like we have to figure out how to get it. Get oh, it that's all. too complicated. That's true. Well, okay, <laughs> down from that great idea. Uh, you know what I you know what I always do uh with whenever I have chicken nuggets and fried rice is I take a fork and you ever watch that movie Benny and June? Johnny no, Depp? I don't think so. Johnny Depp. All right, that, well now the, that a the, Johnny Depp movie. Now the Benny and June won't make any sense. I, I take a fork, <laughs> I impale the chicken nuggets, so it's it's like a leg and a foot. Uh-huh. And then I use that leg to dig in and scoop up the fried rice. And I take a big old bite of it all together and it is delightful. So you're, you're let me get the image correct. Mm -hmm. You're sticking two forks. Oh yeah. No, uh, one with fork. With two nuggets on them. Where'd you, where'd you get two? I thought you said you, you, you make them walk like legs. Well, yeah, one leg. Okay, picture hop along me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One leg. I'm one, back. A one-legged. One-legged one me. Okay. Okay. That, does that make it better? 
Yeah, I, 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 the image is easier to uh, swallow oh. now. Okay, great. Yeah. One leg in me, you take the fork, boom, into the nugget, use it as a like ladle almost. And you I would say a backhoe, like a backhoe. Like a backhoe, yeah. <laughs> it's have to be like a front hoe. But doesn't the rice go flying? I mean, come on. Sure. What, 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 you know, well, I understand right you're going right for a charming image here. Well, it falls right back on the plate. What do you think yeah. I'm doing? I'm scooping it and then sprinting it across the room and hoping I'm not getting it on the white the white carpet. No, Here's it falls an right idea. back in the pile of rice. Here's an idea. Eating Take Chinese a, food on a white carpet and see who can uh, do no damage. Take a bite of the chicken McNugget mm. and then scoop scoop in some rice. This way you get the same effect with less uh, wastage. You mean scoop it out? Like I've done that where you, you take a bite, you... You pull out the meat, so you have the empty casing of the what breading. What the hell chip. are you doing with your McNuggets, man? You well, scoop, you've got you, me throwing rice all around the, the room. I've never heard somebody have a more complicated way of eating a nugget, a chicken nugget. Well, if you can pull it off, no pun intended, pull out the meat all in one piece. So it's like a pocket of breading. Then you slip some rice in there. Just like my egg food. <laughs> just like my... Egg, egg roll thing. What? Now, you can't, I mean, now you can't do this with every nugget. If the meat doesn't separate uh, perfectly, you're not going to be able to stuff any rice down there. So then you get the chicken, num, 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 and then the fried rice in a nice fried wrapping with chicken flavor. Num, num, num. Now, again, you can't do that with every uh, No, nugget. no. I, I mean, I, I can't do it because, I mean, how long the, you can do it. How long an operation does this take to, for you to eat the meal? Well, you know me, which means the meal probably takes, you know, 180 seconds. Uh -huh. uh, no, you just try, you, you bite off the top, give it a little twirl. If you do 10, 10 nuggets, or as the Chinese call them, McNuggets, if you can get two of these, <laughs> I'm happy. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, you just separate okay. the, All right. the meat out. Because some of the meat's a little loosey-goosey with the breading. I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't know what happens. And some of it's e easier than others. But uh, if you can do that, that's like the golden pearl. Of fried rice, fried rice <laughs> wrapped up inside of a McNugget breading. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to play with my food like that. You don't have time. I, mean, I, I just, just want to eat seconds. the food. I just want to eat the food. You know, it's. I don't have time to uh, reinvent the wheel. Do you you with every, stick with... your face in? And just shovel it because yeah. you got shit to do. You got places to I go. I mean, the nuggets, you know. I, like, Liz I was, doesn't have time for this. I was eating with my fingers. Yeah, I, I eat the nuggets with my fingers. Uh, here's here's a, a little you downside. You through three Kurt Vonnegut books, but you don't have time <laughs> for your nuggets. Yeah, you know? no, I don't have, have time. An entire month. Well, I will say this. I do know you are the slowest eater in the world. <laughs> And I'm counting someone. Uh, I was, I was waiting leg. for this story to come up. I am yeah. counting. I'm, I'm, I'm counting waiting. Somebody with one leg who would have to get across the floor and back with the food. You are a <laughs> slow eater. So maybe <laughs> knowing that, I guess, going in, you know, look, I'm Mike Lisk. I'm the world's slowest eater ever in the world. I don't want to get derailed by dicking around. So you just get right into the food. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm the, I, I, eat, I'm, I eat too fast, probably. So I know if I want to do some experimenting. <laughs> Plenty of time. Yeah, no, I your uh, these experiments are interesting to me. I didn't think, you know, chicken nuggets. I thought this would be like our easiest dish ever, and yet you some you found a way to make it more complicated. 
I don't think um, I made it more complicated. I think it made it even more delightful, <laughs> which is not easy to do. That's a high bar. You're, you're already looking at a plate of McNuggets and fried rice, and then you can make it even better. Pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I give you credit. You're you're on the frontier Thank you. of uh, food experimentation. <laughs> well, the irony is not food experimentation in terms of I'm good at trying new foods. I'm just good at seemingly good at taking old foods I already like on the children's menu and finding new ways to deliver them <laughs> to my to my gullet, uh -huh. <laughs> my happy waiting gullet. So okay. Now is 10, you mentioned 10 nuggets. Is that the standard count? You, you just, usually it's eight to 12, I found. Yeah. Four, I, I, eight, 12. Uh, in Bayonne, I, I was getting, I, I was getting eight and they were Fuck larger. That. Fuck that. No, oh. no, but they were larger. The oh. nuggets I got today were oh. smaller and I got 10. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. So in Bayonne, I get the large nuggets in a greasy bag. Mm hmm down here, I got ten smaller nuggets, not as greasy, in a little in the little carton. Oh, uh, let me guess which ones are better. Well, this is tricky because usually bigger with chicken doesn't necessarily mean better, but you say greasy, and you sound a little cranky. No. About these ones today. Yeah. I feel like the bigger ones were probably more pleasing to you. Oh yeah, yeah, they were much better. Yeah. Th these were I mean, just your just standard think of all the nuggets. rice you could have fit in there. After scooping all, all the meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that might be a good video. My next video, I, I did my experimentation with peanut butter and nachos. Maybe the next one will be me trying to gut a McNugget. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, just, not for, it's not for every nugget. Now, you, just with a fork, you're doing this. No other implements are needed. No. Uh, I don't when need you, a when file. You, when you pick uh, up let me, when you pick up the nugget, yeah, hold it from, hold it so finger and thumb on either side of it. Yeah. Give it a little wiggle. You'll feel that there's a looseness. <laughs> You'll a feel. Pinch. So you pinch the looseness? Not pinch. Just hold the McNugget and your finger and then just kind of give it a little rub. And you'll feel that there's a looseness, uh -huh. uh, whether or not it's worth going in there or not to okay. try to get it done. Pull it out and have your. Oh, so some blood. of them are you can't do it at. Uh... Some, some of them, some yeah, some of them you can't. Wow. Some, of them, some it just doesn't work out. There has to be some sort of looseness with the breading that opens the door for that, and you can tell that usually when you pick it up. Give it a so little. So the way you describe this, I, I'm thinking there must have been years of trial and error before you oh. perfected this uh, this technique. Now nah, I was a prodigy, bro. I came out boom, like a young <laughs> child prodigy, knowing what to do with this shit. Uh -huh. Give me McNuggets, boom, uh -huh. you go even better. I don't, I don't remember not being in, not doing that. So, I mean, what do you, what do you, you just turn the plate up and let it roll into your face, and that's it. That's eating. No, I, I eat a fork. I use a fork. I don't. Uh, oh, I'm not. Uh... Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. I'm not putting my face into the food. Um, well, but... try the, uh, try that. Do, do a little video, make it less disgusting than that peanut butter. What was that peanut butter you got for the nacho? Was it watered down? It was it Jif. It was Jif, and, and the lighting it was reflecting in the in the peanut butter. Um, what do you have, dry peanut butter? Yeah, like normal human peanut butter. I don't know if it's, it's it might have been dry. the lighting, too. Yours just, yours it was like, the lighting. It was, 
there's an overhead light on the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And so that's what was uh, appearing to be wet to you. It looked like um, I'll say this about my house special fried rice. It was very good. That's sort of a go-to for me. If I just want something is simple, um, don't have to deal with the goop. Um, no how, goop. Special, how special fried rice or maybe a wonton soup, you know, I'm good to go. Yeah, that's that's dinner. Um, I didn't get soup this time, but um, it was still good. The, the thing about how special fried rice and, and you, 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 maybe I'm a little uh, suspicious when the bet all the shrimp seem to be on the top. Ah. And I'm thinking, well, wait a second. Are they? Is this like the uh, the the uh, the peanuts where uh, the mixed peanuts where all the cashews are on top, and then like once you get past the cashews, you never yep. see a, you never see a cashew again. Very interesting. Yeah, calling China out on their bullshit, <laughs> Mike. Left. No, but I'll Go. say this. I'll say this. Although most of the shrimp were on the top, I did discover shrimp beyond the let's say half inch mark mm -hmm. uh so uh not as abundant as on the top wait a minute which, you, which you only had to go down half an inch for more shrimp yeah this is, this is hardly crawling through the desert for um no let, make water. it an inch make it an inch i had oh, i had, oh, I had okay, a quart okay. of rice i had the big big rice i thought you were going to say there was no shrimp you're saying you had to take this fork we keep hearing so much about <laughs> and let it ease into the rice another inch to get uh -huh. to the shrimp. I, I I did, you know, I'm, I confess that I, I, I started to panic because I thought I gave away all the shrimp to my father. <laughs> Selfless. And poor, poor, poor Mike wasn't going to get one. He gave, he gave you life. Poor Mike was not going to, poor Mike was not going to get, get any shrimp in his house special fried rice. Uh, I would have loved to hear that, Mike. Ooh. But, um, Angry gave away his last shrimp. <laughs> Uh -huh. I'd have to dig in another inch, Mike. Les. Ooh. <laughs> well, yeah, I did have to do a little searching. Yes, I, I, I was like grumbling. I'm like, these son. Uh, I'm like, did they, did they did pull the uh, peanut, the cashew thing? <laughs> mm. So I, I, I thought I was been. Uh, I thought I was, uh, you know, it was a scam. But then I found a couple shrimp below. Not mm. as much though. Not as much. I think I, I think I think much. I think they like to put those shrimp right on top to say, "Here you are. You, you wanted the house special fried rice. There's your shrimp. This is what it's all about." And there they are. They thought they had just another sucker <laughs> buying it and eating it. Thank uh -huh. you. Yeah. They didn't think they'd run into Mike Lisk, and yeah, here we no. are putting the word out. Putting the word. My, out. my pork fried rice was delightful. Yeah. I I didn't. Notice there was any inches without pork. Uh, lots enough, of peas, enough, lots enough of carrots. About, enough about date night. Uh, not as many car carrots. I, you know, I've gotten where I just pick carrots out of fried rice. I, I've stopped bitching about wow. it. I just pluck them out. Uh, so there's a bunch of tiny pieces of carrots left on the plate when yeah. you're done. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've given you, don't, up. You, don't re you don't eat right out of the carton? Well, no. No, okay. a, well, not today. I just used a, uh, a paper plate. Okay. So, but I, I felt like it was a cheat because it's, you know, it's not real quote unquote Chinese food like we've been doing. Uh -huh. 
but it was the tastiest, the happiest I've been in a couple of weeks. If that counts for anything. It's more in your, uh, your uh, ballpark of, uh, yeah. And I understand again, this wasn't as adventuresome as some of the other ones, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, why not? We can't treat ourselves every once in a while. <laughs> this is their 20th episode. Yeah. The but, last, the last two dishes in particular are very heavy. Yes. And I, I, I wanted a breather. Yeah. Um, even though I know this isn't a particularly healthy choice. Um, that ship has sailed on this man. <laughs> no, but most 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 Chinese takeout menus do have that sort of healthy section, right? Uh, we haven't delved into that area yet. Um, it uh, mostly, I guess, consists of a lot of steamed broccoli and mm. steamed vegetables, and you know, it sounds like a summer thing. <laughs> we'll say maybe, that for the summer. Yeah, maybe by next summer we'll be ready to. Get yeah. into the healthier choices on the menu. Yeah, now now we got to store up the winner. So yeah, not our, this, not our fault. This was a healthier choice. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you want to give a score, or does this even count because it was chicken nuggets? Yeah, no, this is. Uh, I would say I'd give it a seven. This is kind of a quickie, old reliable for me. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I appreciate it. There's not a lot of variety. Like I said, it, all it comes down to is whether or not you feel like you weren't cheated <laughs> yeah. with the shrimp, yeah. the pork. Sounds like, the sounds like there's still, still a little bitterness there. <laughs> well, I got half of it left and uh, I'll see what's left. But um, yeah, I think I, I had most of the shrimp. Yeah, I, I, I'd say a seven, but I'm going to bump it up another 0.5 because... I don't know what it is about these people. They can do a chicken McNugget. I've never been let down <laughs> at a Chinese place to chicken nuggets. Yeah, well, they have fryers, and I guess if you have decent nuggets, I mean, it's not uh, rocket science, as they say. Oh, now we want to shit on these nice people. <laughs> I'm saying, what, what do you think? They're breading the chicken McNuggets back there? I mean, I, I they're, 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 they're plucking the chicken I and, don't know and... what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. But whatever they're doing, they're getting, I like. They're getting a, a bag of frozen nuggets pre-made. Do and I they care throw, how they make it? Throw them in the fryer. I don't. I don't care. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They're good. You know, if you can't, if you're, you, you're, I, I you, you, you got to think Peter Luger's gets their steaks, just whispering <laughs> to a cow. Oh, back on Peter anything. Luger's again. Oh God. Love songs until uh-huh. the steak drops out. I don't want to know what happens. Uh-huh. But uh yeah. I don't I don't know how they do that. And before anybody says it, yes, I'm aware it's probably not real chicken. Thank you, <laughs> Professor Professor Holmes. Uh-huh. I don't think it's real chicken. It's not real chicken. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Thank you. Here's have fun at Harvard. You're brilliant. So, yeah, I think a, a lot of people may not even know. Again, people are saying how how informational this show has been. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you see that one review where they said they're learning a lot? No, <laughs> no that's, our best, that? that's, that's poor, our best. That's that's our best review yet. What that poor bastard said that? They're learning a lot. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I mean, maybe it is good. We're talking about books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but people people may not know that their their Chinese place has McNuggets. So, 
you know, if if you got that hankering and, and McDonald's is not uh, convenient, why mm. not just get your nuggets at the uh, takeout, Chinese takeout? I would surmise that if you can get your nuggets from a Chinese place, there's probably a McDonald's nearby. But I would recommend getting them from your Chinese place. Yeah. And they have fries, you know. Sorry, again, America, but you're, they, you're losing this one. <laughs> they Sorry. have fries there, too. I will say I've always loved a crinkle cut fry when they do pop up at the Chinese shops. Anything other than that, well, anything just a flat fry or whatever they are, non-crinkle. Uh -huh. Oh, the Oritas? Steak fries? Steak fries, whatever. Yeah. They uh, sort of disappeared, the steak fry. They were just become like, you might as well hollow out a baked potato. Like, who, I don't want to be that healthy. I'm at, I mean, I'm getting chicken nuggets at a Chinese. I'm not. I don't want to be that healthy. The Orida steak fry used to be ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. You used to, you know, whenever you got French fries at a, a diner or, a, you know, a bar restaurant, oh, yeah. you know, and and it came with fries. There they were. It was the uh, ubiquitous well, Orida steak fries. Nothing was as ubiquitous back in the day as the baked potato. Uh, I'm sure you're of the age where anytime you went to a restaurant where you sat down, you were getting a baked potato. Like whatever you got, baked potato. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the thing. If you yeah. were feeling fancy, you got to go to the fixing yeah. bar. It was always a baked potato. I'd like the burger, great. Uh, oh, and I'd also like a baked potato. Well, that's going to come along with baked potato we're already giving you. <laughs> but then somehow, all of a sudden, I wrote about this uh, like 15 years ago. Uh, by that, I mean, I posted it on my shitty blog. Uh -huh. uh, uh, all of a sudden, I, you don't see baked potatoes anymore. Like, they, they're not as uh, ubiquitous. Here's a mind blower for you. I was, never right? a big I was never a big fan of the baked potato. Well, but but you do remember a time when they were just everywhere. Like, they, they were just, yeah. again, you no, sat I down at a restaurant, you yeah. were going to get a baked potato. Yeah. They didn't care if you threw it on the ground or ate it, but you were getting one. I mean, I grew up with baked potatoes, boiled potatoes. And mashed potatoes. Amen, brother. Mashed potatoes, number one. Yep. Baked potato, number two. The thing about the baked potato is you got the skins. Some people don't like the skins. Well, if but, you do that, it, that's not a baked potato if you take the skin off. Right. So, but, but some people take the the potato You're out of the- You're stumbling, Mike. Did I throw yeah, you no, off? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to make a, a profound statement here. Some people would take the potato out of the skins and throw them away. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. You know oh, what you do with them? What, what do you do with What do you do with your skins? What do you do with your skins? Well, I well, I thought you were going to say cuz what people do and I've done it and it's and it's really great. It's a lot of work. Is you bake potato and you scoop out the inside, you make mashed potatoes with them and then you reinsert them twice baked potatoes. Uh Really Holy great, but a lot, lot man, of work. This is, yeah, I mean, how I, I didn't know you, you had this tendency to make the simplest things more complicated. Well, I, I did that's, not. That's another mind blower. Uh, that's no. maybe more mind blowing than the nugget thing. No, no, no. I did not invent the twice baked potato. Have you never heard of this? No. That's a real thing. All right. A twice baked potato. But I wish I could take credit for that. Yeah. Uh, you could say I was maybe subconsciously influenced by it with all these other things I do. Okay. But now, a twice baked potato is a real thing. Okay. But to me, it's a lot of work. I'd rather just have mashed potatoes or baked potatoes. Fine. I don't need all the, the work.
But you don't do anything with the skins? I, I eat the skins. Like if All I right. bake a potato, if maybe, I make a baked potato. Maybe I'm going to introduce you to something. Put a couple pieces of butter in those skins. What do you think I do anytime a potato comes in the room? Immediately. Okay, well, you know, I, I didn't I'm just I was looking for that simple answer. You think a potato makes it past me without like a pound, half a stick of butter? <laughs> Come on, Mike. I mean, first of all, that's first of all, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> uh I mean the problem with a baked potato is it is kind of a conduit for unhealthy stuff, like the pound of butter I'm gonna put on it. Uh -huh. Now I don't care, I don't do the bacon bits like I did when I was a kid. Or any of that, but I will put a pound of butter on a baked potato. How about garlic potatoes? Where do you stand? Like that. I don't like. I don't like garlic. Oh. I love garlic. Oh man, it's great. Well, I don't. I don't. Did you say mash? I don't love it. When, I don't yeah, like, with mashed potatoes. Uh, fuck that. I like when people try to be a hero with the mashed potatoes. They've been trying it for. Uh -huh. We nailed mashed potatoes a thousand years ago. It's milk, uh -huh. salt, and pepper, butter, whatever variation of that. I don't need sour cream. I, a couple of years ago, somebody made, uh, they put rosemary in it. I looked down, there's green stuff in my mashed potatoes. No, mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, I know people like the garlic mashed potatoes. I can stomach a little bit, but I don't love garlic. So when you have a ton of it and it messes up what should be perfect mashed potatoes, I get upset and I'm not going to eat them. I've been making a lot more meals uh, for my father. So I, I'm looking for things all the time that he'll like. Uh, it's not as easy as uh, you might imagine. So I try to keep it simple. Have you ever tried Bob Evans? Yes. Uh, they're phenomenal, right? Yeah, they're just like, uh, they're like Denny's or IHOP or, uh, yeah. They're mashed potatoes. You stick them in the microwave for what, three, wait, four minutes? Talking, wait, are you talking about buying it at the store? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never done that. Well, where'd you hear about? Oh, there's a Bob Evans. I didn't. This is I something I didn't even know. There's a there's a chain of de like Denny's called Bob Evans. No, I go to his house. Yes, <laughs> I Bob never heard. Evans. All right, okay. I, a restaurant. I thought this was like a, a a potato thing. I discovered just uh, I didn't know it was a restaurant chain. Well, you have been locked in for too long, Mike. Where are they located? Is that a southern thing? Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I know there's one in Lawton County. Uh, uh, I've seen them. Maybe it's a southern thing. I mean, yeah, no, we don't have any Bob Evans up here. They're the exact same as IHOP or. Oh, Daniel. okay. They're the exact same. Like, well, Bob Evans might be a slightly better version. Like, right between, I'll say this, Bob Evans, and uh, from this, I will accept money in exchange for this endorsement. And I would put Bob Evans between a IHOP, better than IHOP, but not not in Cracker Barrels League. So it's somewhere in between there. The only one, I, I, well, yeah, we've got IHOPs up here. Uh, we don't have Cracker Barrels. We have Denny's. That's a shame. That's a shame. I feel yeah. like Denny's, if you say, I hey, went to Denny's, you have to insert a joke like, hey, I went to Denny's because I fucking hate myself, blah, blah, blah. If you say Bob Evans, you can say that and just leave it. Like, yeah, I went to eat at Bob Evans. Well, I recommend to everyone Bob Evans mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. You find them in the refrigerated section. You get a nice tray, you get a nice, nice size for two people. Uh, you don't want to eat the whole thing yourself. That's a little much. But uh, for, for two people, you stick that sucker in the microwave for four minutes, whatever. It's phenomenal.
no mashing involved. It just comes out, tastes good. I like they have they have one with garlic potatoes, phenomenal. That is my hit pick of the week. I don't know if this is the Irish in me coming up. You can't accept I, you can't accept microwave potatoes. I all right. I well, I can't accept pre like bought like prepackaged mashed potatoes. And I've had I've had the Mad Bob Evans. I'm sure they're fine. Uh, when I was a kid, one time my mother tried to slip in instant mashed potatoes uh, for instead of the real ones. Tried to slide slip slide one by the Wilson gentleman, and it didn't go over well. Uh, so I've always equated ma instant mashed potatoes or any kind of mashed potatoes like that with taste. Like anytime I'm at a restaurant that I've never been to, and and I get mashed potatoes for whatever reason. I, I, the first try is very dainty. I always have to give it a little like a dog licking a treat to see if they're okay. Because uh, all I want is them to be normal. I don't want to be swimming in garlic. I don't want to be doing this nonsense or that nonsense. Look what we did with the mashed potatoes. Good. You're a goddamn hero. You ruined them. Uh, so the mashed potatoes out and about are a little tricky. I, uh, you know, I hear you about instant potatoes. I, I you know, when, when that was, when that first appeared, it was terrible. I, you know, I never looked back on that. You know, I tried them once and I was like, what? You know, that's not potatoes. Yes. But I'm saying we've come a long way since the introduction of the instant potatoes. Mm -hmm. And these mashed potatoes, I tell you, if I put yeah. them side by side, yeah. gave you a blind taste test, I doubt you would be able to tell which was which. Uh, you're probably right. You're right in that that's probably come a long ways. Uh, but I feel like mashed potatoes are where I'm going to put down my flag in the end. Uh, that's the only dish I'm going to have a little pride in and saying, Greg, do you want to microwave this uh, frozen, we'll call them real mashed potatoes, or do you want to take the time to make some? I think that's the one food where laziness would not win out. And I think I would go to the trouble of making the mashed potatoes. And okay. I don't think I could say that about any other food or anything in my life where if I was presented with something instant that could just take care of it. This is the only case, I think, uh, where I would say. Well, no, I'm, I'm putting it out there for Greg. You're you're turning up your nose without even trying it, yes. which is your uh, That's nice, of you. nice of you to put it that way, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean. But, but I do agree. You are probably 100% right. And that. Stuff like that has come a long way in the last hundred years. I'm yeah, sure they it's, do a much it's, better it's, job of instant mashed potatoes than whatever my mother served on that fateful Tuesday night. It's not like the mashed potatoes you get in a Stouffer's uh, dinner, you know. There goes that. There goes that sponsorship. Great. Okay. <laughs> listen, Through the S's I, now. Listen, the... I I went down to Stouffer's Road. You know, if you live alone. Yeah. You, you sooner or later you make your way to the sofa's aisle and you're getting that thing that you just want to zap in the microwave the french bread pizzas uh the women the, know this shouldn't, should, is the that macaroni and cheese the uh what is the macaroni with the with the red sauce the what is that called pasta it's just it's the same macaroni macaroni Little beefaroni, whatever it is, macaroni with beef, that, whatever. Should that be where I am hanging out to meet women? The Stouffer's part, you know? <laughs> I mean, we saw a great one of my favorite episodes, The Happy Days. Fonzie takes them to the supermarket to look for girls. Uh huh. Maybe this, but 
maybe this stage of the game, yeah, hang out at the Stouffer's Isle. Maybe if women know, that's the last stop for, you know. Uh, Loneliness. <laughs> okay. I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say, uh, worthy men looking for love, but you say loneliness. That's probably more true. Yeah, uh, I would say. I, I will put it out there now. Ladies, uh -huh. let it be known. If you want a good man, we're going to be at the goddamn Stouffer's Isle in the frozen pizza section. Uh -huh. And I got other news. What I have noticed about pizza sections is everybody, every fancy pizza place out there now has frozen pizza. You can buy the quote unquote good shit. Not me and Mike. We will be at the Stover's Isle waiting for you young, young, <laughs> uh, waiting for you ladies yeah. out there who are ready to settle uh -huh. for some good enough gentlemen to spend some time with. That's what, that's what, I think that's what we're saying. We'll cut this and put it in our special Valentine's Day episode later. I mean, Don't fr worry. Frozen pizza is a whole other story. Not just frozen pizza, frozen Stover's pizza. I think that's, if I'm standing in front of the Sto Stover's pizza, that's a signal to a woman. Okay, this dude's giving up. If I speak <laughs> to him, he'll be you know paying my utility bills from now until the end of time. Uh -huh. I, I like that setup. You've, you have inspired me, Michael S. Do you, uh, I mean, I can't remember the last time I had a frozen pizza. Do you uh, ever do that anymore? Or? I cannot say the last time I got frozen pizza. Yeah. That is a, a last ditch effort. Um, although our, our friend Jerry has put out a video I recently saw where he. Your he friend claims, Jerry? Is this Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry, our our previous guest. Oh, Papandrea. Okay. Right, right, right. Not Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, no, no. Him. Jerry, Jerry okay. was a previous guest. He, he does lots of food videos. Yeah, yeah. He did one on. Uh, well, he frozen. does. He does. How many? Did, maybe he can tell us. Uh, does he do more than one a day? I swear. Every I, time yeah, no. Up. He is a productive. Wow. He is. Productive. I, I can't keep up with him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, he is phenomenal. He's a workhorse okay. as far as videos go. Uh, yeah. But I saw one where he claims there's a, a DiGiorno. Is that how you pronounce it? Giorgio. Now we're pretending we're not even aware of these frozen. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't uh, want to mispronounce it because yeah. there was a bar in Bayonne. Just called... admitted that we're looking for women in the Stouffer's <laughs> Isle now, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. It, was bar, it was a bar in Bayonne called the Giorgio's. What what did he, did he say? It was as good as he anything? said. There's a good one. He said, you know, and and I'm I'm tempted. I haven't tried it, but uh, he's got a video where he he yeah. he he actually says. It's the best frozen pizza he's ever had. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, I I'm, saw, I saw, I didn't watch it. I saw it come up because it was one of the nineteen videos he put out that hour. <laughs> stuff, but he did one he of just the, put out uh, five videos in the last ten minutes since we started talking about him. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he did the the uh, barstool sports guy. Yeah, one bite. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see the video. That's listen, yeah. That's the video I, where I you only were, had twenty three yeah. hours in the day. Who, <laughs> listen, to uh, is that the one he said was great? No, he 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 said that that was pretty good, you know. But then he then he he claimed this DiGiorno's DiGiorno's. DiGiorno. DiGiorno's. Okay. He says you can stomach saying such a pedestrian. He Word says, folks. He says that's better than the barstool. So, all right, that seems to be the one to go to. I don't have any doubt that frozen pizza can be great today, but now it's just like you can just get such great pizza delivered easily. For I bet 
I bet the I bet a really great frozen pizza is not cheap. Like it used to be when you say frozen pizza, you assume I oh, can get six of them for a dollar or something. I bet a lot of these frozen pizzas floating around uh, are not uh, not that much cheaper than getting uh, you know Domino's or whatever. That's true. I mean, is that how you say it? Domino's, <laughs> do, do, Domino's. Is that <laughs> what it is? Oh, it's what I understand the people out there eat. Domino's. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Now, I worked at a couple bars that didn't have kitchens, but we had frozen items. We had hot dogs. We had pretzels. And one of the pizza suppliers, it wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't get, uh, you know, stuff from the supermarket. We got them from suppliers and uh, they were decent, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, the frozen pizza, uh, the terrible frozen pizza, you know, it's... There are good ones out there. You just have to uh, look. Yeah, that's good ones. Yeah, I got no, I got no problem. I, I, I need to go back and re and watch that. I saw, I saw it pop up. I was like, oh, I, I guess see that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. And this is not Jerry Seinfeld. What of your many connections to you? No. What my connections to Jerry Seinfeld? Okay. No, I don't have I any. Don't. You know, I'm not letting you get out of here without this ridiculous report I'm hearing from you people last night, claiming the Bruce Springsteen of Virginia. You Did you see it. the video? Did you see the video? No, I didn't see the video. I, I can't, I haven't seen Jerry's pizza videos. I can't, I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> no, it's I didn't a see the video. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to digest. A lot but, to digest. You know, I can't that, even... the, the, the Bill Chinnick, yeah, Jeff Fertzig uh, told a story about uh, Bill Chinnick which was a name, if you ever read about the old origins of uh, Bruce Springsteen and the, and the Jersey Shore scene and all that stuff. I vaguely remembered that name popping up. I didn't know his history, whatever became of him. Um, so I was skeptical. Wait, who, uh, who was Bill Chinnick? Bill Chinnick was Chinnick. a contemporary of Bruce Springsteen's. They, they, were, they were all part of the, the Jersey Shore scene when, when Bruce was still an unknown playing mm -hmm. in Asbury Park. He was a contemporary. And he was looked up to as a good musician, singer, songwriter. He's, he, I guess you would call him, just looking, there's, there's vid videos on YouTube. I, I checked it out from, um, I guess, 1982. He played at the Big Man's in uh, Red Bank, which was uh, Clarence Clemens bar. Um, so, so there's the performances from that uh, 1982 show. And you look at him and he's sort of, he looks like Bruce Springsteen. Well, let, he, let he, not only does he look like him, he's got, he's got a band with, of course, it's got a, it's got the sax sound, but that was all, they all had that sound in the yeah. Asbury park scene. Well, I mean, well, let me ask. Uh, let me ask you a quick question, and I think I'm speaking for the audience when I ask this. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, I thought we were talking about. I'm, I brought up the Springsteen of Virginia from last night. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I got the real. And Sorry. you said. Now I assume you're messing with me. No. Out of all the music that's come out of Virginia, you. I hate the phrase the way I'm saying you people. Yeah, you, you keep feel going like it, on with the you people. Thing. I feel like it applies here. How did you get Steve Earle 
for Virginia. Well, he's from Virginia. Oh, black. Oh, there you go. Okay, let me write that. That's down. <laughs> no, but you're right. He, you know, that's that's where I didn't know that you were supposed to represent your state. And yeah, he doesn't do much representing uh, of Virginia in his career, no. like you he, said. He talks about Texas. Yeah, he talks about Texas all day and all night and in his sleep. Yeah, because his hero, Towns Van Zant, was from Texas, so he's he got to spend a lot of time bragging about being from Virginia. Yeah, no, you know, you're, somehow, right, you're right. Somehow on this list, y'all came up with he is representing Virginia. No, he didn't make the the cut. Uh, I forget who who made it for Virginia. It wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't Steve Earle. That was my own oh, choice. Oh, I thought you said he had won. No, no, that was my personal. I was going to come blazing. No, you're blaze away. I'm I'm the one who put him up. I mean, can we not? I mean, number one. Are we are we just gonna pretend the Carter family didn't exist? Because I, I'm sorry, and I like Steve Earle. Okay. Uh, of course, um, uh, Desert Island album. Yeah. Uh, you might as well have Pat, Pat Benatar. She's from Richmond. Okay. Let's put All her right. on. The fill us in. Fill us in. Give it. Give us. Give us your. So you're saying the Carter family? Well, I'm saying there's a couple of them. I would say. Uh, but who? The the, the 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 angle I, I you're coming at it from the same direction I was coming at it just picking like the best musician from the state but but the contest but, but was who, more, who also who, who represented the state the most that. yeah uh I mean ugh. I, I'm not gonna say Dave Matthews well yeah I mean I, he's I huge I, I got to give him credit you know until this year. I finally had my moment with Dave Grohl. He does talk about being from Northern Virginia a lot. Okay. Um, Gwar, whose music I despise, at least they do. They're very associated with Richmond. Uh-huh. Uh, we can skip Chris Brown. He's had other problems. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Missy Elliott. I'm not uh -huh. a fan of music but i know she talks about being from the todd water area all the time uh i i just can't believe i thought i thought you said steve earl had won so i spent the last 22 hours no upset no he 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 didn't make the cut actually they i think they went with uh i was not a big fan i didn't really know them the silver jews david berman david berman yeah from the silver jews or the silver jews yeah, I did not know that band. They, I've, I've heard the name. Yeah, he unfortunately he passed away recently. Well, he, it was a suicide. Is that why he made the list? Actually, I I was surprised how many suicides had made the list because it it turned out that uh, Bill Chinock made it for uh, Maine. Uh, to finish my story about him, you know, so he was on the scene with Springs. <laughs> So he was on well the done, scene. Mike yeah, I, I brought it all around. All right. So he was on the scene with Springsteen and all those guys, Southside Johnny, the whole crew. And he, you know, he was famous. He was locally famous, uh, but he uh, decided to move to Maine. He brought the whole show up there. He had a, a sort of lengthy uh, musical career up there, but of course, nothing on the level of Bruce Springsteen. Um, but, you know, he had a, a career in music. He, he played. He put out like 10 records. Um, 
I, I like I said, there's some videos uh, you can watch on YouTube, and they're uncanny because he looks like he looks like the the Bruce Springsteen who failed. You know, the the Bruce Springsteen who could have been just a local hero, did not achieve this the fame that Springsteen did. Oh, you know, his music. A, a talented music. His music is is from what I saw. It's like it's not terrible. It's it's like you know you can see he's a talented guy, and but but all the elements are there, which is the weird part. And you're wondering, you know, did did Springsteen pick up a, some of the stuff from him, or was it vice versa? You know, who was the first one to sort of have this sort of charismatic uh, stage presence? Because this guy is sort of just like Springsteen. He's interacting with the audience. He's, you know, he's a, a showman, you know. But, of course, he, he didn't achieve the same level of fame. So it's mm-hmm. sort of the dark side of Bruce Springsteen. Bill mm-hmm. Chinook. And, well, unfortunately, things did not end well. He, he committed suicide as well. Um, so, because, he did, because he didn't make it? No, I think there's probably other things involved. I mean, he, you know, he, like I said, he, he did have a career in music in Maine. He was popular up there, but there's so many talented musicians in this country. You know, you can have, you can play in, in different places and make money. I mean, I see a, a, a guy at my local place and he's doing originals, which is, you know, that takes sort of the next level when you're doing originals. There's this, you know, this guy who, who comes, comes to my local bar every once in a while. And he, you know, he's got good originals. He, he's got a, uh, he does good covers. He's, he's got a singing voice, guitar. I mean, you know, he's a talented guy, but he's, you know, he's got, he's making money, you know, but he's not, he doesn't have a recording contract, I don't think. Uh, but there's so many people like him, you know, because this country is just full of talented musicians, mm-hmm. but, but they all don't, you know, achieve the same level of success. Thousand percent true. Yeah, I, I don't know how we got started on this Phil Chinnick guy, but <laughs> well, he, I, he, I feel he, like he, I was I was worked up about this Steve Earl thing. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, I, out of tires. I, I I screwed up there, but uh, because I was only, you know, uh, he, yeah, he was the Bruce Springsteen of Maine. He turned out to be the Bruce Springsteen of Maine, since yeah. that's where he was for most of his career. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. You have oh. a a fortune? No, but I do have an idea. Oh, no. I'm going to do. Speaking of covers, song covers, I'm going to go. You know that great bit Tom did of uh, Chubby Checker. Yes, I'm going to do. I'm going to do a cover of that. Okay, that's my 2023 project. Okay, a word for word pro, uh, cover version of his. I have to say this genius episode back in 2004 of Chubby Checker uh, threatening to sue everybody. <laughs> I'm going to do a cover version of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not going to inter uh, in- intervene in your dream. This is a dream of yours. But but I'm just saying you just admitted it's a genius bit. How can you top it? It's going to be very hard to do. I'm not saying I'm going to top it. I'm going to give it new life. Of course, I can't top it. The idea is the brilliance. And then he carried it for like hours as a second break. Yeah. Uh, I think doing a cover version 
of that comedy bit. Is that a thing that people even do? I mean, I'd I'd rather Greg be, be I'd rather Greg be Greg. Give me give me uh, your what are the what, you know the what's the lingo? Uh, uh, quick uh, ten, you know, or you know, give me your best stand up routine if you would pursue that uh, avenue. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. My give, me a, <laughs> give, give, me, give me a quick. Give me a. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to shoot you down. If you want, if this thing, but I'm just saying, I've, I've never heard of anybody covering a comedy bit. Oh well, then I guess it shouldn't happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, give me the Greg bit. Give me, give me a quick ten of Greg being his funniest. Yes, I'll just shit on this aisle. Let's put this aisle. <laughs> yeah, don't do Chubby Checker, but I, I, yeah, I, 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 I want you, I want you to be yourself, man. I don't want to be myself. Yeah. I would do the cover version of that Chubby Checker bit. Okay. Now the tricky part will be transcribing it. I don't know. How I'm going to do that, but uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, and then if you didn't want me to do it, you should have led with that. <laughs> Not Greg. You should be more aspirational. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a straight shooter, Greg. I know. I, I want, I want, I want. That's more why we Greg. all love you. I want more Greg. I, you know, you don't need to piggyback. You, you said it yourself. It's a genius bit. I agree. It's a genius bit. I, I want to bring more attention to it. I want to tell people about it. Maybe you know. I just did. Boom. I mean, Br Bruce has got this cover album coming out. Here we go with Bruce. And, <laughs> and you know, before even listening to it, none of them are going to top the original. I'm so it's top it. I'm saying I've always loved this bit. And, I don't, and I'll be honest, I haven't listened to a lot of the best show over the years. Uh -huh. I listen to this bit and I listen to the time my band was on Smash or Trash. <laughs> and a little bit else. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, you, you you called in on one of the shows. I fill in shows, I right. believe. That's right. Yeah. Uh but uh I just I've just always loved this the Chubby Checker bit. Okay. I thought this would be a fun way to celebrate right. it. You tell me to shut I, up. I'm not telling you shut up. Follow follow your follow your dream, man. Follow your dream. I'm just saying I want I want to straight Greg. Is that the only time somebody earnestly saying follow your dream has been followed <laughs> by uh, audible grasp? Uh, yeah. I was going to say audible grasp. Is that a thing? Audible gasp? Grasp. You can hear somebody grabbing something. Oh, audible grasp. You uh -huh. see him grabbing something. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I was just, hey, I'm just wood shopping. Yeah, you, you, you are. I thought I thought it was a great idea. All right. I think you have better ideas true do uh some uh i think i i've suggested doing the audio book oh, now, you, now you want to write the bits for me <laughs> no i don't had a couple I, jokes I, you want to slag my no, no i'm saying you, you know do an audio version of your book or even parts of your book i i to sell I, the book uh, I do have a great idea for the audio, audio version of Williamsburg Rats, which I'll be doing soon. The paperback should be coming out soon. Okay. I do have a great version, great idea 
for the audiobook version of that, but I don't want to give it away. So okay, all right. I, I'll ju- let me just say this. Um, uh, there will be a Christmas for fans out there. Okay. Uh, that was it. That was the whole message. I don't okay. know. That was it. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought Christmas was canceled again, but uh, you're saying Christmas is still on. I'm saying if people want a little something extra to give their loved ones this year, maybe the audiobook of Rats may be worth waiting for. Okay. Message received. That was all of that one, too. That was all. <laughs> when I stop, uh-huh. that's it. But yeah, so all, all the good ideas, Mike. That's all. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying, bro. That's all. That's all, That's, all That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Great, great chicken nuggets from the Chinese and uh, ideas. No uh, fortune cookie. I never get a fucking fortune. You're, yeah, you're. Uh, you pretty I'm much abandoned one. that bit. Did you write one? No. no. I just came up with a stupid idea about the chubby checker. <laughs> that was my week. Uh huh. Uh, I wrote one, my first oh, uh, fortune. I had, to upload, I had to upload all those songs on a song cloud, SoundCloud, so that that took time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't nothing. Yeah. All right, what's, what's your fortune? What doesn't kill you will kill you, you later. You say makes us stronger. I swear. No, no. I, you just jumped on me, man. What doesn't kill you will kill you later. That sounds like something you and we would write. Did you write that? Well, I, I I took the quote and I gave it the Mike L twist. Ah, uh, okay. That 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 makes sense. Because so that's what the because that's what the uh, the fortune cookies are. I mean, they're they're you know they're all doing work in the cliches. I like the list so, twist at the end. So I'm going to take you know a well known phrase, and I, I take it you're not a fan of that phrase. Um, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a bit wasted on a fortune cookie. I mean, <laughs> I think there's some truth to the original though, but the ultimate truth is that, uh, what doesn't kill you will eventually kill you later is, is the, unless it's a shark, because <laughs> if the shark doesn't kill me, guess what? I'm not getting back in the water. Uh, and you probably lost a leg. That's why I was eating my nuggets with uh, with a fork and rice because of my one leg hopping around. I tell you, it's a good time to be. <laughs> this is, this is going to sound horrible, but I'm going to say it anyway. Be one legged. I'm going to say it's a good time to be attacked by a shark. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you're attacked by a shark today, the amount of media coverage you get and you survive. I'm talking about survivors here. I'm not talking about the unfortunate people who don't survive. God forbid you're in our thoughts, people. Yes. Shark people. But shark if food. you su- you if you survive a shark attack, you're an instant celebrity on social media, television. You know, sounds like, sounds like you're bitter about these people <laughs> who are taking air oxygen <laughs> away from the Mike List internet experience uh, no i you know i give them all the credit in in the world for for surviving a shark attack but it's a shark you attack. don't want to hear about it. you know 
you put yourself in a position where you would bait for a shark. You did you 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 accomplished nothing. You survived. Yes, okay. Some of you were spit out or you kicked it in the nose. Apparently that's what you're supposed to do in, under those circumstances. Give it a good punch in the nose. Um, but there's not a lot of uh, achievement there, right? I mean, you you were attacked by a shark. I, I don't I don't want to bring in the obvious Trump McCain comparison here. <laughs> that everybody I'm sure is thinking. No, I think uh, only you are. Jeez, uh, like, you don't know, like uh, captured he heroes. Uh huh. It's interesting. Yeah, you sound like you were. So, you know, some guy who survived a shark attack stole your girl back in the day or something. <laughs> no, I'm saying before Are social we feeling media. away a layer or two here in my class? No, I actually know. Well, I didn't know her that well. But uh, a guy I went to school with, his sister, this is back in, in the 80s, I think. His sister was attacked by a shark in Florida. And she survived. I mean, she got bitten. Uh, a horrible bite. But uh, she survived. But uh, I think maybe that merited a maybe mention in the back pages of the newspaper. You know, there was no TV coverage. There was no social media coverage. I no like memes, the Gen Z shark no, survival. No, no survival video, survival. Vi viral videos for uh, over a million uh, people have seen. No TikTok video. Um, it just, uh, it's a strange time in the culture where getting attacked by a vicious fish catapults you to celebrity fame. Are you saying the shark attack is the new sex tape? Is that uh, what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think, I, think you, I think you may have hit it right on the nose. Uh, I think I did. You get, you get where I'm coming from? I think, I think if... If I want to get my name out there, really get famous, I go out to the beach, pull my tootsie out, get a little nibble, uh -huh. and then come scrambling back and blammo. I'm on the tick. I'm everywhere. Listen, if you want to take orth an unorthodox approach to marketing egg foo what, I am not going to hold you back on that one. Are you trying to tell me something? Because I did not pick <laughs> I'm up on saying. I'm saying you may have You're come up me a signal through my ears. I did not. You may have come up with the most ingenious marketing idea I've ever heard of. Shark attacks as sex tapes. No, so, shark shark attack as podcast promotion. <laughs> Whatever it takes, bro. Uh huh. Yeah. No, but, you seem like you're, you're on board. Are you asking me to go get attacked by a shark? You brought it up. You brought it up. Listen to the tape. No, you. I didn't tell you to go put your footsies in the in the Atlantic, did I? Oh, I normally that... joke about sharks and that I'm not scared of them because until they can crawl up, walk up on the beach, they're not going to get to me. Uh -huh. That's what I normally say. That's why I'm more scared of snakes than sharks. But if I'm in their house, I'm scared of sharks. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. You brought up the sharks. No, no. You me? you were the one talking about dips and dipping your tootsies in the Atlantic. That's true. Yeah. All right. I mean, so if you do that, maybe bring a bucket of chum. Uh huh. 
meaning you know, me. What's the worst that can happen? You lose a toe? Well, the worst thing that can happen is I get eaten by a shark. <laughs> well, if you dip, just dipping your toes in. All right. So yeah, I'm not saying I'm saying get get on a, a dinghy or a boat. It is what I'm hearing. Last week's assignment, I was supposed to write a fortune. I did not do that. Uh -huh. So this week, uh, my task has been bumped up to go agitate a shark. <laughs> but don't get eaten. Yeah. Don't get fully eaten. Just agitate him enough to get a little nibble, just some blood in the water, and then boom, egg food what is. I want a viral video, man attacked by shark, also happens to be a co-host yep. of a popular food uh, podcast called Egg Food What. Maybe as they're giving is me- Is that the, too much life, to ask? Is that too my, much to ask? The last words they hear as the sand falls off my lips is egg food what? And then I drift away. And then you can go, yeah, yeah, my co you got eaten by a shark. But uh, boy, those numbers this week, huh? Hey, this one's this one's for Greg. Remember him? Remember anyway. <laughs> All right. Shark Attack is the new sex tape. And that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. I will do the, I, I will take the, I was going to say take the bait on this one, but that's, uh, I will go out and get nibbled on. Maybe even affectionately. You don't yeah, know. I don't who know knows? Shark, you don't know yeah. shark, all sharks are mean. Yeah. Maybe it'll just come up, give me a little nubble. What's up? Use buddy? your charm. Use your charm. My charm on a man eating shark who's been bred, who stopped evolving a million years ago once they became nature's perfect eating machines. I'm sure this one will be swayed by my jokes about snakes with no arms and no legs and my uh, moose jokes from the 80s. I think you're, you're not making anything <laughs> but sense here, Mike. I got to be honest. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to get attacked by a shark by next week so we can get some real momentum going here. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That, well, that means I'm not going to have time to write a fortune. <laughs> if I'm honest here. You can you can do it pre-shark pre attack okay. while you're out there. You know. While the projects are piling up. Uh, <laughs> no. No, I'm not doing it. I'm just doing the shark attack. Okay. All right. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. All right. Oh, I do have other news. I know we've already gone eight hours here. <laughs> My little brother tried Egg for Young for the first time. Oh, nice. Week. Yeah. Uh, and he's been listening. So maybe next week uh, we will have him call in. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, to do his uh, summation of his first experience with Egg for Young. He's not, he not revealed uh, his take yet to you. Well, I didn't. I told him not to. All right. Nice. Okay. Because I'm a professional, even when we're not... <laughs> here at all times and uh -huh. that reminds me I, I guess i'll put together the tweet to beg people to whoever wants to do the the theme song okay uh, and then you'll retweet it and three more people will see it uh perfect so, that is my uh be clear yeah. to people, i am i am i'm quite the influencer as you've noted i am good for 21 votes well, yeah. Between me, between me with my twenty nine thousand posts that nobody's looked at in however many years, and you with eleven thousand bots, I think we do need a shark to step in uh -huh. and give us some uh, something, a reason to live here. Ironically, you know. Yeah. But I think with the shark attack, if the shark attack doesn't put us over the top, then I am out of ideas. So, but so ne next week, a uh, little guest visit, maybe 
by my little brother and his uh, his first trying to kick him. So, but to and to be clear, uh, we've chose the song, and now we're going to be asking whoever who would like to do the actual recording of it, uh, be part of the team here with the theme song. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, we're on, we're a minute nine hundred eleven. So, <laughs> are you, you you suggesting we should stop now? I got nowhere to be. <laughs> I'm not one of these people who pretends. <laughs> I have better things to do. Yeah, so. you think I'm uh, one of those guys? No, we're we're okay. we're we're walking this. If I survive <laughs> a shark attack this week, I will be at Stouffer's the Stouffer's frozen food section uh-huh. of Harris Teeter. So I think uh, I think putting on any airs that boat has sailed. Yeah, so I was going to say that boat has left the barn, but that wouldn't make any damn sense. I think that's a good place to end. I'd say so. Thank you for listening. This is Egg Foo What. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this again has been Egg Foo What. And we'll see you next week. Hopefully uh, both of us will survive. <laughs>